Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Storytime with Moms. My name is Moms, and in today's episode, I'm going to take you back to 2011, to Paris, France, and the best sushi I ever ate. So if you're curious, I suggest you stick around because oh, I still dream about this sushi. I would also like to preemptively apologize if you hear bird sounds in the background. My cockatiel is upset that I have gone into the basement and she is letting me know that she is upset that I have gone into the basement. So there they ain't nothing I can do about it. So I'm real sorry if you hear bird. Birds just be birds, you know. So as I was saying, it's 2011 and I've told many stories about Europe, but uh, just as a reminder, um, it was a European study abroad. There was uh, 10 students total and then one professor. So that's 11 maths. And then uh, we spent uh, three months together and we visited about seven countries, a bunch of different cities. It was an amazingly exhausting experience. I had so much fun. And I also hated chunks of it. But honestly, at the time, I didn't know I was autistic and I didn't know I had ADHD. So I didn't know how to deal with some of the problems that I had then, like I do now. Like, for example, sensory overload. Uh, I didn't know how to say, hey, can you give me some time to myself? I need to recharge because I hate all of you right now. Thank you. Like, I would never have said that. I didn't know that was an issue. I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought it was me and it was awful. Like, I hated that about me and now I get it. And, you know, I have preventative measures like headphones and, you know, words. So, yeah, I, I think the trip would have been a lot different now than it was then. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, France was our third to last country we had been together for like two months, two and a half months. I don't know. We had four weeks left. And I was honestly just over the experience. I had spent a good chunk of Rome ill. I'd spent a lot of time just unhappy in Italy. And then we go to London and it was amazing. That was the most fun two weeks I'd had in a long time. And then we were going back to a non-English speaking country and a city that doesn't really appreciate English. Like, they don't like English. Je parle français un petit peu, but it didn't matter. They still, they still didn't like me very much. Which is, which is a bit mean. <laughs> it was just a little bit mean. Um, but, you know, I tried. I tried to use the little French that I knew because I knew they would prefer that. And they did not, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I just did my best. Okay. Um, but yeah, I also wasn't sleeping well. Uh, I was neurodiverse and I didn't know again. And one of the things that come with overstimulation is insomnia because it's just, it's really hard to sleep when everything bothers you because you're already bothered. Like I couldn't stand the lights. I couldn't stand any sort of sounds. I couldn't, my head was so busy, I couldn't make it shut off. It was horrible. I could not fall asleep. And then once I fell asleep, I couldn't stay asleep. So I was pretty miserable. And then they had a field trip going on with a bunch of tiny little French kids. I think they were like seven or eight running around screaming bloody murder because kids and then their parents like 10 steps behind them talking just as loudly. 
And I'm like, yo, there are other people in the hotel besides you. And this building is holding on by some staples and a prayer. So, like, don't run in the hallways, please. I, it was so loud. Like, I'm talking rickety wooden floors, thin paper walls. Like, this place was ancient. It was gorgeous, but it was ancient. And having a bunch of children screaming bloody murder at all hours really wasn't doing anything for my psyche. Honestly, I wanted to commit crimes, but, you know, I didn't. I didn't. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yeah, so that really didn't help my insomnia. School didn't help the insomnia. We had a test coming up, and we were trying to study, and then the kids were screaming, and then, like, I didn't know what we were studying, like, even though I had the professor's notes in my hand because I had a disability and I couldn't write anymore. So, uh, you know, I got the personal copy of the professor's notes and I still didn't know what we were learning. Like, nobody did. Like, they even came over and looked at my notes because I'm like, maybe it's just me, you know, disabilities. I, I don't know if I'm reading this right. And they're like, no, you're reading that right. We don't know what that says either. So... Yeah, there was a lot of stress and I just, ugh, meh. Plus, honestly, I uh, I hated Paris. I'm not going to lie. Um, a lot of people romanticize Paris. You know, they, they have all these images in their head of cafes with baguettes and little French coffee with their little croque-monsieur and they're just sitting on the Champs-Élysées there's like an accordion playing some old classic French music and the Eiffel Tower lit up at night and you know lovey-dovey stuff that you see in the movies or just you know the romanticized Paris I didn't have that image in my head so like I just I just didn't want to be there (laughs) I just didn't want to be there the only thing I wanted to do in Paris was see my friend from Disney World. Uh, she lived just outside of Paris and we were going to spend the weekend together and she was going to show me, you know, things. I don't know. Uh, I got to see the Jewish district, which was really cool because she's Jewish and uh, I never would have seen it if it hadn't been for her. So thank you, Clara. It was lovely. You know, we went to Versailles and a bunch of really cool stuff and I enjoyed that experience. I'll be talking about it more later um, because I have some very fun stories about the day we went to Versailles. I think it was Versailles. I think that was that day. We spent Saturday and Sunday together, so I don't know. I have to look at the diary to see which day it was, but uh, I have some fun stories from from our little hangout together. Oh, and I was uh, really excited to go to the catacombs which I never got to see, which I, I'm so mad I didn't go. I had the opportunity to go, but I went to Baby the Stars Shine Bright instead because I knew I probably wasn't going to get to it in Japan. So I went to it in France. And honestly, it was also an amazing experience. But those were my only expectations about Paris is Clara and the catacombs, one of which I didn't get to do. But yeah, I just, I was not a happy person. So this day in particular, I can't remember if we had class or if it was a weekend or if we just canceled class for the day, but I remember getting up really early. I remember being super crabby. I was, it was just one of those days where I didn't want to be perceived. Like I was just like, okay, everybody, I am here. I'm awake. I am following you. I am listening, but do not talk to me. Do not touch me. Do not come into my bubble. I will unalive you immediately. So uh, that was fun. 
Unfortunately, nobody got the hint, and I didn't know how to express that at the time. So I remember the teacher saying, we're going on a long train ride today. Prepare your butts. And I was like, okay, good. I love trains. Trains are fun. Trains was not fun. Trains was gross. There was just so many stained seats and so many sweaty, gross men sitting on the train that it really wasn't an enjoyable experience. But I did the classic stare out the window and dissociate. So I was fine. You know, I would snap back to reality and go, oh, yeah, this is why I left. Okay. And then I would go back to my disassociation. It was a grand time. It turns out we went to Saint-Denis, which is a beautiful Gothic church. It's like, I think they said it's the first Gothic church in that area. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was the first Gothic church in that area. And um, it is filled with stone carvings, monuments, and tombs of very important people in Paris of the time. Um, it had things to for, like, um, Marie Antoinette and her family. Uh, there was, like, uh, I remember distinctly this beautifully carved, I'm pretty sure it was stone. I'm, I'm very sure it was stone. But it was of her at, like, um, a stand kneeling and pleading for her life and then her husband king louis the 14th next to her doing the same and it's beautifully carved like i just remember looking at so many of these um effigies i guess you would call them i don't know these monumental tomb marker things i don't know and just being in awe of the detail like i have a ton of pictures from there i had to go through them because i didn't have the kind of camera technology then that I do now. So some of the photos are uh, giddy giddy at best. They're very blurry and it was also very dark. So um, I don't have the best photos, but the ones I could save and share like semi-proudly, I, I have set aside and I will put them on my blog. So please go check out my blog if you want to see what I'm talking about, because otherwise, I mean, you could just Google it. I remember that there was like a downstairs and it was very creepy and crypty and I was thriving, honestly, because I honestly, I like stuff like that. It's whatever. But uh, they had a bunch of like little coffins, little marble coffins, and they were supposedly for Marie Antoinette and her husband and their family. I guess they fished their bodies out of this, the Seine. Is it the Seine River? I don't know. I don't speak French that well. <laughs> they had fished their bones out of the river and they were like, this must be, you know, Marie Antoinette and King Louis the Fourteenth, And it may or may not be them, but I may or may not have seen their coffins and started crying. So I don't know what that means, but uh, they all thought it was weird and funny at the same time. So by they, I mean my classmates, not the dead people, just to clarify. <laughs> I just realized I was like, mm, that sounds like I mean the dead people. I don't think the dead people cared, uh, but my, my classmates found it funny. I find old churches like that and being surrounded by tombstones very relaxing and very calming. I was so happy to be in, you know, the thing about places like that is because there are places of um, like reflection and respect and you know, solitude. It's a church. It's a really old church full of dead people. Screaming and yelling and running is not a thing that is happening. It was just silence with 
you would hear the clicky clicks of people's shoes on the on the floor and then like I don't know there was just this calm quiet about the place that I absolutely loved I was thriving and I tried to be by myself but every single time I got alone somebody would find me and be like hey moms you want to do something later hey moms you want to do this hey moms what are you looking at hey moms look at this hey 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 you hey look hey look i was literally going insane and I think by the end they finally got the hint that I was not interested in their shenanigans anymore and they left me relatively alone for a while Ugh. um but yeah I enjoyed the rest of my time at Saint-Denis I wish I could have seen more and then we hopped on the metro again and uh we headed to Opera Garnier or Palais Garnier or the Paris Opera House uh, I love the Paris Opera House and I was so, so excited to see it. Like, you have no idea. I, A, I love Phantom of the Opera. Like, ugh. the book, the, the musical, the movie, uh, I love the Phantom of the Opera. I also used to do ballet. So anything that has to do with like the fine arts, like ballet or dance or anything, I'm instantly into. Plus the style of the building is everything my little mom's heart could have asked for. So naturally, I was jazzed to be there. And of course, because I was jazzed to be there, everything went wrong. Mm. I remember it being bright. I remember being full of people. And I remember people talking to me, just talking to me. Everybody kept talking to me and I'm like, leave me alone. I just want to look at the pretties. I just want to delve into my fantasy world of beauty and peace and look at the shiny things. Please leave me alone. <sighs> they didn't. And I tried to take a bunch of photos at uh, Opera Garnier and it just did not work. Um, the first picture I took... I was dark and you could only see the background and then they did it again with flash and you can only see me and not the background and then I tried to get a picture on the staircase and it was just blurry and I I could not get a nice picture of me inside the building and I was not okay because I really wanted a nice picture there but I I was so over it by that point I was just like no I'm done I, I'm done I don't want to be in here anymore I don't want to talk to you anymore I don't want to hand you my camera I don't want another blurry or you know terrible photo of myself in the place that I love so I, I was just over it I do have a lot of really cool pictures of it though and I did buy a little uh point chukitane that's his opera on it, and I love it. It's so cute. I was feeling the big sad, and Michelle, I think, noticed that I was feeling the big sad or the big angry, and she she comes up to me on the metro ride home, and as we're, you know, going back, she's like, yo, I know you're having a rough day, but do you want to go get sushi? And I was like, we're in Paris. Why would we go get sushi? And she's like, no, 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 no. Listen, I found this sushi shop behind the hotel and it looked amazing like I peeked inside the window and it looked really good it just looked really nice and I want to go get sushi but you want to go get sushi too right like you totally want to go get sushi and I was like yeah okay I'll go get sushi like everybody else had plans I knew if I hung up with Michelle she would respect my boundaries that I didn't know how to set and 
you know, we would just vibe. We were really good at just vibing. I was like, yeah, sure, fine. I'll go. I lived in Japan. Japanese food is kind of a comfort item for me now. And, you know, on a day where I wanted to commit horrendous crimes against humanity, probably a good idea to eat something comforting. So I agree. I agree to go. This ended up being the best decision of my life. And honestly, one of the top best decisions I made in Europe. So we get to the sushi shop and unfortunately it's still closed. It's one of those like restaurants that open pretty late. I think we had like a half an hour wait. And so naturally we were bummed, but we were, we were determined to get sushi. Like nothing had gone right for me that day for the most part. And I, this was just like out of spite. I needed to get the sushi now. (laughs) I just absolutely needed it. I could not handle the disappointment anymore. So um, Michelle and I walked around like the area. There was like a a bunch of shops is like a little bit of a shopping district. And I remember we walked into this toy store. I don't remember much of the toy store, but I remember there was like a wooden train and like, I want to say like pinwheels. There was obviously more in there than that, but that's all I remember is a wooden train on the floor and pinwheels and a bunch of children. There was children and it was, it was a fairly open place, I think. No, maybe not. I don't know. I really don't remember, but we were just trying to kill half an hour and we did. We, our eyes were glued to our watches. Like, come on, (laughs) we just want to go get sushi. As soon as it hit, like the time that it opened, we made a beeline for the restaurant. Like it was just down the street, but like we ran, we ran as fast as we could towards that restaurant because we were getting some sushi. We were getting it now. We walk in and from what I remember is completely different than the photo of the shop online now. So I don't know if they completely changed it or if I completely misremember it. Both are possible. What I remember, it was a tiny little storefront. It had a little awning. It was black and white stripes and it said sushi shop. That was just what it was called. That's the name of the restaurant. And inside, I remember everything being black and white kind of very classic, very clean. Apparently there's an upstairs and like, I think I vaguely remember the upstairs, but we didn't go upstairs because we just wanted to get the sushi and go. We were doing a takeaway and not an eat-in. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I remember there was a cooler on the side with like drinks and things that you could like little sandwiches or like Japanese things. I honestly don't remember, but there was a cooler on one of the one of the sides of the room I think it was the left side and then straight ahead was a very tall black counter that said sushi shop on it in like silver metal it was very cool it was very snazzy it was the bee's knees (laughs) I'm sorry it was real jazzy if you know what I mean so we walk in and they might have had a bell or something or they heard us talking and one of the guys whips out from behind you know in from the back room and comes up to the counter and I remember the counter was elevated because he was like looking down at us and you know he's like hola (laughs) hola bonjour (laughs) and he was like hello bonjour and we're like bonjour je suis américaine and he's like oh no (laughs) he's like do you speak French and we're like a little bit and he's like neat cool so he starts speaking French and we're like not that much French He's like, oh, all right, we'll figure this out. So he hands this menu. 
I believe the menu was in both French and English. Either that or it was in French and I, I just remember it being in English because I knew what it said. I don't, I honestly could not tell you. I remember that uh, we looked over the menu and I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to find anything because um, because of my autism, I have a lot of food sensory issues. I was worried that I was going to finally get into this store and not be able to eat anything and it was just going to be another bust for the day. You remember Michelle wanted something with crab in it, apparently. That's what I wrote down in my journal. And I'm panicking. My favorite kind of sushi roll is cucumber rolls. So, or like the ones with like beef on top. Oh, those are so good. But I don't eat fish. I don't eat avocados. I don't eat, I don't eat any sort of seafood. You know, my options are limited. But as I'm like going down the list of things, I see something that catches my attention. Fried chicken California rolls. I'm sorry, what? You heard me right. Fried chicken California rolls. I look at the ingredients. It's fried chicken, seaweed, rice, and sesame seeds. I eat all four of those things. So I I think we have a winner. And I I'm sparked with joy and fear all at the same time because I've never had anything like this before. It was literally like fried chicken in a sushi roll. That can't be good, right? But I gotta know. Now I have to know. Like, morbid curiosity says, you like all of these things, it must be fine. You're gonna try it. And I went, yes, I am. So we go up and we order. And then and then the man goes, sucre or salé? I'm sorry, you what now? Sucre or salé? <laughs> I knew what sucre meant. It, sugar. Sugar what, though? And sale? No idea. And then he hand, he holds up two little bottles and then he says the words again and he holds up the different bottles like that was supposed to mean something. And I was just like, je ne sais pas. And he's like, oh no, I don't know it in English. And I'm like, I don't, I don't either. And he's like, oh no. And because I knew the word sweet, I didn't want sweet. It was like a sauce. I didn't want a sweet sauce for my chicken. So I just went, sale? And he's like, all right. And he puts it in the bag. And I'm just like, did I make a horrible decision? Did I, did I just do a bad? This was in the time where you didn't have smartphones. I didn't have Google Translate. I couldn't just pull up the internet and just be like, yo, what is, what does this mean? I didn't have my dictionary with me. I did have a French English dictionary, but I left it back in my uh, hotel room because I didn't really think I was going to need it that day. Uh, so yeah, we just took the loss, got our stuff, like five euros for six rolls. It's, you know, it was pretty, pretty decent. We go back to our hotel room we sit down and we put out our, our f- feast. And, uh, I tried the salé sauce and it was just salty soy sauce. So I looked up what it meant in my dictionary and it's salty. Duh. <laughs> so there was a sweet soy sauce and like a salty soy sauce oh, okay, that makes sense. So I just got regular soy sauce. Perfect. No big gambles there. But I I took one, I took a roll without the sauce and I put it in my mouth and I think I saw Jesus. Like, oh my God, it was, it was so umami. Like I can't even begin to describe the flavor to you. It was that kind of nutty flavor from like the sesame seeds. And then you've got like that kind of fishy taste from the seaweed. And it was fresh, crispy, nori. 
So it you would bite into it and you'd get the initial crunch of the seaweed and then you'd get the crispy crunch of the best fried chicken you have never thought you would ever eat in a sushi roll. Like it wasn't wet. It wasn't greasy. It was, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like whatever they breaded it in was so delicious. And the chicken was perfectly cooked. It was, and it wasn't dry, nothing. It was beautiful. And I just looked at Michelle and went, I think I just died and went to heaven and then was reborn in the same body five seconds later. And I'm, I saw Jesus and she's like, I'm sorry, what? I I think I made her try one. Then I I tried it with the soy sauce and it was even better. (laughs) It was so good. Uh, For those of you who have never had like chicken, like breaded chicken and soy sauce, it is amazing. I horked them down. Like I... I was just in pure bliss. Like anything that had happened that day was completely erased, deleted, full system restart. I I had found my bliss. And I think we talked about that sushi until the next day when we went back to the sushi shop to get more sushi. Because uh, you bet your britches we were going back. Six rolls was not enough. I needed 12. I needed more of that. Plus sushi is not really all that filling when you only eat like a few of them. So, like, you need, like, a lot of them to feel any sort of fullness. I needed 12 of that beautifully delicious flavor. The place opens again around the same time. Michelle and I go, and we open the door. Big grins on our faces because we're so excited to be back. And the guys who were there yesterday were there today. And they saw us and we're just like, hey, and they're again. And we're like, hey, how you doing? And then all of a sudden he shouts salty at me. And I'm like, yes, sale. And he's like, salty. It was like, sale is salty. And he's like, yes. They went home and looked up what sale meant in English so that just in case we ever came back, they could tell us it meant salty. Like he had like a little paper in his hand with the translation on it. And I, I was so chuffed. Like, the he like he didn't know if he was ever going to see us again and who knows how many like non-french speakers go into this shop i don't know if he was ever going to need that information again we were so excited that he had they had gone home and looked it up and they were excited that we had gone back to the hotel and looked it up because i was like yeah you know sale salty i looked and he's like me too It was really cute. It was such a, it was such a magical moment in a place that I was really not happy about. It was kind of like one of those refreshers in, in a, in a bad place, a breath of fresh air, if you will. Oh, it was so amazing. And then I, I ordered 12 more of the same rolls because naturally, um, I asked for the sweet sauce, but he ended up giving me the salty one instead. I think he was just really excited that he now knew the word in English. I got the wrong sauce, but it was okay. I really was not mad about it. It was so good. I can still taste them in my mouth 12 years later. If you ever get the opportunity to put breaded fried chicken into a sushi roll, do it. Like, just do it. Don't, don't think about it. Just do it. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you haven't guessed. Unfortunately, Sushi Shop has closed down. I looked it up when I was planning this episode and it doesn't exist anymore. So unfortunately, uh, you can't go see it. 
but I will still be posting all the information. So if you are familiar with the area, maybe you can look at it. I don't know. <laughs> all of this stuff will be on the blog. So check it out. I have so many pictures of that entire day and just go check it out. So there you go. That was the best sushi I ever ate. And it was in Paris, not Japan. So I don't know what that says about me, but uh, yeah, it was so good. I think about that sushi all the time. And I wonder if Michelle does too, because I definitely do. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this story. I had so much fun going through the memories and rewriting this so that I could share it with you guys today. Um, I know Work the World Tour uh, drag show story had technically won the poll for the next story I was going to tell, but I don't have all the information for it yet. So unfortunately, it's just going to have to wait till next week. Um, I am trying to post episodes every Sunday uh, around 9 a.m. Central Time. But, uh, you know, at this point, if it gets up on Sunday, I'm proud of myself. I'd, but we're going to try and get up on a Sunday. Also, if you were interested in seeing what I saw, again, I've mentioned it many times, I do have a blog that does correspond with these episodes. You can click it in the description of the episode. There's literally a link to my blog. There's also a link to my Twitter if you want to interact with me more. There is interaction on the episode through Spotify, but... I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to find. And honestly, it's not always user friendly. And I do, I mess up too. So like, I don't always know where it is. So if you can't find it and you want to say hello, or you want to tell me about your favorite sushi or, or your time in Paris, I would love to hear it. You can go ahead and tweet me at mpgfishy. I would love to hear from you. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Thank you again so much for stopping by and listening. And until next time.